This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back for another edition of Investor Stories. On this special segment, the experts describe the most important lesson that they've learned and how that has changed the way they invest. This is the special segment called Lessons Learned. On today's special segment, we have James Hardiman of Data Collective. James, can you tell us a story about a lesson that you've learned, a story that highlights sort of a key lesson that has changed the way you invest? Yeah. You know, at Data Collective, you know, we focus a lot on the technology. And I think I've come to appreciate that even though the tech is really important, ultimately it's the team. It's the team that matters. And, you know, my reason for that is, you know, we're not operators. We're not going to be in there every day. And so you really need to trust the CEO and the management team to be making kind of optimal decisions all along the way. And if every time, you know, they're making a suboptimal decision or things kind of they're not executing quite as well, you know, I think that can kind of compound over time. And going back to my comments earlier, you know, even the best tech you know, doesn't necessarily win if it's not paired with, with excellent execution. And so I think that's, you know, that's a lesson that I've really learned. It's really about the people and the team and kind of building, you know, learning, I guess, to trust them and building that trust. Now, there was one company I invested in where I felt like, you know, the CEO was struggling in execution and so I wanted to bring in kind of an, an outside chairman to help, you know, mentor the CEO um, and help with that. What I think the CEO uh, thought I was doing is, is maybe trying to bring in someone who would ultimately be the CEO and replace them. And so that, you know, trying to have that conversation was very difficult. And I think the CEO felt, you know, very threatened by this and ultimately refused kind of to take on this chairman. Yikes. And that was, you know, I think that was a, a lesson, you know, that I learned around I hadn't been good enough about building kind of a trusting relationship with the CEO so that they knew that, you know, my attempt to do this was actually, I thought, in kind of their and the company's best interest. And it was really trying to be helpful. And, you know, I actually didn't have any intention of doing that, you know, replacing them as CEO. But having not spent the time to build that level of trust, I think ultimately made that, you know, kind of a difficult, difficult situation. On today's special segment, we have Nathan Benesh. Nathan, what's one of the most important lessons that you've learned through your experiences as a startup investor? Um, you know, people matter matter above uh, above everything. Um, you know, I think we've uh, in since since I've been investing, like we've we've certainly passed on on deals which which seem to be overpriced or which seem to have. Um, you know, not enough evidence around around product execution, but instead where the founder was clearly brilliant. And, and other situations where we've invested in a, a really intriguing idea, which which we think and which others also thought should definitely exist in the world, but where 
you know, the person was really not the right, not the right individual to be building a company in the first place. And so, so what that sort of triangulates down to is, um, is that the entrepreneurs and the, and the management team uh, are, are definitely the most important players in the equation of, uh, of, uh, of people, market, and, uh, and product. Because um, as long as markets are big and, and you know, there's ways of ascertaining that and that we give entrepreneurs the, the right resources, both in terms of time and freedom to experiment by, by giving them enough money to do so, then, then there's a very high degree of certainty that they will, they will create value. But if they're the wrong people for it, you know, it just won't happen. Is there a way that you prioritize or evaluate founder product fit or founder market fit? <laughs> I, I, I'm still looking for the, for the secret <laughs> sauce. Um, but, but I think, I, I think one thing that's true is, um, is that as an investor, when you consider companies that are fundraising, it's usually when, um, when management teams are quite upbeat because it's all exciting, it's all new. They might have had some traction, and um, and it's you know one of the one of the only times where you can raise money on the basis of, of vision. And so it's usually all in the positive context, and, and and people behave in a certain way when things are positive. But really, it's what's important to know is how people behave when things aren't so rosy. Yeah. Um, and so, so, you know, I think people have different ways of, of trying to, I guess, you know, press buttons to see how people react when it hurts, but, but, but definitely getting answers to those, uh, to those, uh, questions, uh, I think will be, uh, you know, good predictors for how, how entrepreneurs behave when, um, and, and deal with, um, with stress and situations, which, which put, you know, their, their business and, and the future of their company in, uh, in more perilous waters versus, versus the, you know, the, the more rosy ones when, when people are fundraising for the first time. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex corporate card for startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend, and all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Paul Martino of Bullpen Capital. 
Paul, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that's changed your outlook on tech or investing? Well, I would say I would say one of the most critical lessons I learned, there were two of them, and they were both at Intertrust from two different bosses who ultimately both became board members and investors in later companies. The first was Duncan Davidson. Duncan, I ended up starting Bullpen with. I worked with him at Intertrust, and I worked with him at SkyPilot. One time he came into my office, was kind of doing my performance review, and he said, look, Paul, you're doing pretty good on this and that, but you know, I got, I got to tell you, you know, you're doing a lot of work, but you're not making a lot of progress. And I was kind of insulted by that. I'm like, Duncan, what do you mean by that? He's like, look, Paul, you're having fun. You're meeting people. You're a smart kid. You're networking and doing awesome stuff like this and that, but you know what? You had three goals to do. So all that awesome work that you did all day, how much actual progress did you make? I was like, oh, shit, this is actually really profound advice. Like, don't confuse work and progress because it's easy when you're in this in the flow and you're one of the cool kids and you're in a neat company and it just went public to play company and to do a lot of work. Well, shit, what was the three things I needed to do today? And ever since that conversation almost 20 years ago, I've always been goal and metric oriented about what I need to do as opposed to, am I doing a lot of work today? That was profound advice. And then my next boss after him at Intertrust, a guy named Mark Ishida, who was at OVP up in Seattle, our lead investor in our Series D round of aggregate knowledge. He gave me the counterpoint to that. One day I'm in his office and this is my new boss after Duncan. I'm like, oh, great. He says, Paul, you know, I'm going to give you a bad review. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting this, this again. I'm going to get a bad review. Why am I getting a bad review? So, Paul, I looked at your calendar for the week. And what I realized on your calendar for the week was there was not a single meeting with any person outside of Intertrust on your calendar. You're in the business development group. If you aren't meeting with at least two people unrelated to your day job, you're actually not doing your day job because you're falling behind on what's going on in Silicon Valley. Hmm. And I was like, dang, shit, man, I got it on both ends. The first guy says, I need to have goals and not confuse work. And the next guy goes, one of my goals has to be to be meeting people and staying in the ecosystem and on top of stuff. Two of the best pieces of advice I gave, I was fortunate enough to have the late Bill Campbell as my CEO coach. And so I try and instill these same kind of lessons in my CEOs that Bill encompassed in me. And those are two of the lessons I learned, both from Mark and from Duncan. And I find that that kind of coaching to the CEO is super valuable because little lessons like that can change your entire career trajectory. So now that you run your own shop and you don't report up, how do you you still have those mentors and those those people to help sort of frame and guide. Oh, well, yeah, you've got to have them. And yes, as much as you run the shop, you know, and the culture emanates from the corner office, I get all that. If you're not trying to improve yourself and if you yourself are not your own toughest critic, you shouldn't be sitting in the corner office, right? I mean, so I'm never satisfied myself, which is point one of it. And then two, you better have an advisor group around you who can go tell you when you're screwing up. Yeah. So we have a group that we call Full Pen and our Full Pen group is our 10 industry advisors. We've had people like Josh Elman from Greylock and Trudy Gandhi, who runs Array Ventures and all sorts of people in the venture industry. And we have operating people like Chris Tolles, who's the CEO of Topics. That whole group comes into our office three hours every month. We interview a couple companies. We might have a portfolio CEO come in. We talk about what's going on in the industry. And that three hours is three of the best hours we spend every month because it keeps us grounded. Hard questions get asked to us and the introspection required on our business happens. And that is my favorite day every month in the audience office. And the energy that we have by having that extended group of people provide that kind of guidance can't be understated. I like it. I like it. I'm going to have to build in process myself. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. 
If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, overprepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me. Thank you.